It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Divert! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. What up? Hello. Okay, guys. Well, last week we talked about uh, Fear the Walking Dead, or not last week, last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I tried to convince you to watch it, and apparently you did. I did. I caught up on it. Demon here with IGN News. What Nintendo's is newly appointed this? president, Tatsumi Kimishima, has only been elected for a single oh, year. You know what this is? Hold on. The length of his term in an interview with Japanese newspaper The Nikkei. Kimishima also said he's like not given any instructions from late Nintendo president. One of the news sites is. You know what just... I fucking hate? IGN.com. Oh, yeah. They are just like, they're little cunts about their banners. I, during the intro, I opened up an article so I could figure out how to pronounce this one Japanese name on IGN. And of course, fucking sound. What? What's that look? What? You just roll your eyes? No. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I think it was more just like, oh, starting to feel the sake in my tummy. That's nice. And then I was just kind of spacing out and doing the thousand yard stare. I thought she <laughs> had like... something going on in her head, too. because She gave me a look like a... Yeah. Wow. I was like, what the fuck, Alex? Oh, I She's was like, not, who's I was this asshole? Coming here with attitude today. <laughs> okay. I don't, we don't want to take your sass. Yeah. Seriously. You guys last never thing, take my sass. It's the last thing we need right now. <laughs> IGN.com, fucking load a page of video loads and autoplays. Yeah. I'm sure there's something you can do about it, but I haven't looked into it. So it's just ad noise. Ad block air? Ad huh? block air? I, I have like an ad block thing already. Mm. You're not using it right then. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on topic. <laughs> uh, Fear the Walking Dead. What did you think? And we can do the spoiler free too. I just want to know what you thought. Okay, um, I'll try to keep it spoiler free and just like really generalize my yep. feedback. Um, it was really entertaining, like you were talking about last time. Um, it was great to sort of see everything while the virus was spreading, just yep. because everyone is still in kind of disbelief. And it was really interesting to see like the crumbling of society and everything instead of just like starting off with everything already being broken. Um, my one big issue with it is that every time there's a plot like that. Or there's like a virus that's sweeping the nation, like a zombie virus or like vampire virus, whatever the fuck it is. I really hate watching characters in disbelief. Oh, yeah. Like there's like you can see your grandma come back to life and you're just like, you're still grandma, right? Grandma, and she's like, is that you? And then you're just like, grandma, you're sick. <laughs> she's like trying to eat your face off and you're like, grandma, God, get you to a hospital. It's just like, I hate watching that shit. And it happens in every like, apocalyptic movie or TV series in yeah. the, just like in the face of like staring something straight into the eyes and being like no way man <laughs> she's pro- she's got like the flu or some shit <laughs> yeah I can I can see that I feel like um, modern like zombie things need to acknowledge that zombies are a part of the culture 
so that somebody would already kind of make the association, oh, this must be fucking zombie, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's The Walking Dead, that they never really did that. I mean, they, they've always been like, oh, they're walkers, they're biters. They're, yeah, you know. they made like this little pocket universe where that doesn't exist. Right. I'm okay with that. It's just like, I guess I just want characters to start believing things faster and start yeah. getting their shit together. I think you're faster. overestimating the intelligence of like people in general you know maybe i am i just have like too much faith in human intelligence well, also, i have no faith you know it, it makes perfect sense i can me. also see that if it's somebody you know uh like you don't have full proof this is going on yet like the main character the woman um you know saw like her co-worker shambling towards her and just you know was like hey it's okay we'll get you help blah 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 yeah like you don't want to shoot grandma that doesn't that shouldn't be your first reaction right well, right so so i understand what you're saying and that's bothered me before and other things this for whatever reason, didn't bother me with this. I'd do so. it. I'd shoot them. Also, they had the freaking kid in the in the pilot and or multiple episodes who like knows what's going on like way before everybody else. Like he's like, yeah, everything's gonna be fucked, man. Well, he seemed <laughs> he struck me as like one of those weird kids that smells like pee in high school, where he just like thinks that everyone is out to get him always. So I bet that like even before this all happened, he was just like the government's trying to get me or something. Well, yeah, but he's ahead of the game though because eventually everybody's gonna smell like pee when they're you know, when they're <laughs> zombies and he's he just practicing. Really, he was really just like a trendsetter in that sense. Exactly. <laughs> he had to have like a middle-aged woman save his life, so I don't think he's gonna last long yeah he had like he, a he went back to the school to get a pocket knife like, <laughs> what the fuck? it wasn't even a pocket knife it was like a fucking steak knife yeah it was like a kitchen knife i mean cuisinart steak knife <laughs> you, <laughs> you could you could pick like, up for a dollar <laughs> you could argue that he went back to get all the like all the canned food right but it's like it's like eh, he could have done that anywhere really no, but did, no, no he had to go back to the school he did but when you see him he's also in that teacher's like room trying to get into her locked like cabinet to get his fucking steak knife oh yeah god he must have like a personal attachment to that steak knife yeah probably sharpened himself <laughs> <laughs> now his uh grandfather was probably a pow and had to hide up his ass for two years and <laughs> probably <laughs> okay uh as long as we're talking about tv uh i heard this past week that they're making a uh tv series based upon the mist that should be exciting. Yeah, I actually got really pumped for that. Yeah. I haven't personally seen anything good come of Stephen King books and TV. Yeah. Like, um, but that's my only points of reference are what was it? Red Rose Mansion or some. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And um, the Langoliers. So. And the Dome. Most recent. Most, I didn't watch the Dome. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's not very good. I'm but surprised it's, it's still going. It's like season three. now. Stephen King <laughs> is an amazing concept guy. He is. And his characters and dialogue from what little I've read and what I've seen translated to the screen are just so just one dimensional. And there's just a massive disjoint because like so much of his writing is just like really detailed, fucked up monologuing. Um, But I mean, they pulled it off in The Shining and I actually liked the missed movie. So, yeah. You know, if one-dimensional characters are sort of a calling card, though, it's it's okay in in, in small doses. Yeah, it just you know it, it just takes you out of the movie, especially like the dome. Like it's a modern TV series, having those kind of like crazy like one-dimensional characters that should be from like an '80s show, really. Great, Sonia. Immediately. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's enough TV on this gaming podcast. Enough. Let's get into news. Okay, let's start things out here uh, with some rapid-fire news. Do it fast. All right, here we go. All right, first of all, The Last of Us 2 has been outed in a uh, developer like webcast. Somebody 
mentioned, uh, uh, well, the first Last of Us game, blah, 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 as if, you know, there's a second one. Mm -hmm. so Specifically mentioned, like, specified a first. Yeah, like, well, in the first game, it was like this, and then he's like, oh. That's know. such a goobery way to <laughs> let the world know that you're working on a sequel. I, I'm sure it was a total mistake. I mean, it was like a live webcast. Yeah, that's why, that's why I think it's so additionally funny. Okay, next. <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders uh, has a Japanese release date now, January 28, 2016. That's the one that's like Minecraft that we've been talking about that looks... More and more awesome every time I see it. Oh uh, yeah. Um, also, next in Dragon Quest news, the Dragon Quest Heroes uh, game that's going to be released here in the West, like Dynasty Warriors or Hyrule Warriors. Uh, all the DLC that was in Japan is going to be free and included here in the West. Alright. Oh my god. god. Nice. That makes me wet. Next up, in a tweet, the head of art design at Bioware Montreal says that Mass Effect Andromeda will, quote, be probably the best and definitely the largest Mass Effect ever. You know, I should fucking hope so. If your sequel isn't better than your previous games or bigger, then you're doing something wrong. Does it have Shepard? No. Okay, it's Shepard. not going to be better. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. Exactly. We're yeah. not going to play the Citadel clip right now? I just really? did. Oh, you did? The oh. only part I believe <laughs> you don't have is your that it will oh, be, be bigger. That's the only thing I'll believe in that statement. It'll be bigger. It's bigger. not going to be better. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Okay, next up we have... Uh, oh, my God. You can buy Xbox One power supplies now. That's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Hey, here's the thing. You could not, for the past two years, buy Xbox One power supplies. You could not buy power supplies for 360s either. At it was first? No, it was a huge clusterfuck. Oh, okay. So I've been struggling because I like have a couple TVs and I've gone over to friends' houses and brought my Xbox. And it's like, if I can just unhook it and bring an HDMI cable and have another extra power supply. I don't have to dig into my TV center. This is not fast fire news, by the way. This That's is really, bullshit. I'm, I'm slowing down the fast fire news to rant about this for just a second. The fuck? The old PlayStation 2 and Xbox original actually had the same uh, power supply that you can plug in. Them were the days. Well, because they had the internal power. Oh, well. Four systems had like the external power block to keep the heat out of the system. Anyway. The lack of additional power supplies was like a huge... Um, it was a huge point of controversy for like a lot of uh, GameStop shoppers. Oh, was so it? That was a big problem when I was working at GameStop. People oh, okay. Would, so you, you have to deal with this firsthand. Yes. Yeah. People would come in with like a power cord that like their cat had chewed on or some shit like that. Yeah. And they'd be like, I need a replacement for this exact cord. And I'd be like, you're not going to get one. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, you can't get one. I'm sure they're, you said it just yeah, like that. I said it just <laughs> like that. And um, they're like, well, then what the fuck do I do? I'm like, want to buy a pre-owned system? <laughs> No, what you have to do, at least with the Xbox One, what you had to do was call Microsoft and say that you needed a replacement, and then you had to ship back your existing one. So they wouldn't give you an extra power supply unless you ship back the one you already had. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted an extra one, you had to make up a lie about how it got lost or thrown away or something like that, and they would do it, but you had to like make up this huge lie, and I just could never bring myself to call them up and you know tell this stupid story to get an extra power supply. They're still encouraging you to send in the old one, though, if it's broken, right? It's yep. like you have to buy a new one for like 35 bucks if you send in the old one and you have to pay 50 bucks if you don't send in the old one. It doesn't matter. As long as they're offering the goddamn new one separately where I don't have to tell a story that's obviously fake to both of us on the phone, that's fine. Yeah, good job, guys. You guys need to hurry the fuck up with this news. Sorry, all right, back, back, back to quick fire news. All right, here we go. I need uh, to be like um, like the com like the the person who leads like a debate, like a Republican debate. Like, like a just, buzzer. We yeah. need like a whip crack button. Okay, 20 yeah. seconds, 20 seconds. <laughs> 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 the final StarCraft 2 expansion, Legacy of the Void, now has a release date. 
November 10th. November 10th. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the trailer. The trailer was very nice. All right, next. Final thing. Ghost in the Shell, which is apparently an anime. It is. It is. It's a great anime. <laughs> an F- watch that. <laughs> FBS for it, and a closed beta was announced. Wait, wait, oh, woo. I've never <laughs> seen it. Is there anything more to that story? I'm not going to watch not it. Not really. Okay. Um, I need to make friends to play that game. If you okay. want to play that game, hit me up. Friends who also like anime. Yes. And FPS games. Jared, I don't think likes FPS games. Either. I don't like Fuck. that anime either, so. You don't like. What the fuck, Jared? Okay, that's the end of Quick Fire News. Let's get a little. Let's slow it down now. Let's slow our roll. <sighs> All right. <sighs> so, the first news story worth kind of talking about a little bit Nintendo has a new president. And What's his name? El Presidente. His name is. Come on. Tatsumi Kimishima. Kimishima? Close. What? Key. Kimishima? Kimishima. Kimishima. Okay. I'll... I'll... Okay. Tatsumi. I wasn't really testing it. I was just wondering what his name was. (laughs) Anyway, he's a a guy who's, like, been, like, the head of the Pokemon company for a while, and... Tight, tight. He's done all sorts of other stuff. Tight, tight. Apparently, he, um... He worked a lot with, uh, Iwata. He was, like, head of, um... U.S. Nintendo, right? Interim. Like, mm. interim head, I think, for a while. Gotcha. Before they picked Reggie or something. Oh, right. So uh, he's very good at being a temporary, yeah. <laughs> temporary leader. Well, he actually said in the interview, you know, I, I'm going to do this for a year. I don't know about beyond that. So he might just be an interim, you know, yeah. kind of guy. He'll be Nintendo's uh, Pope Benedict until they, <laughs> they find their new, their new CEO who's going to bring a new era of hope and change. One thing that he mentioned is that he wouldn't be adverse to the idea of somebody outside Nintendo becoming president. Which kind of made me like shake my boots a little bit. Oh no, that's awesome! You want to change? You want to shake things up? Oh, absolutely! New direction. I, we've talked about in this podcast the culture there's so ins- insulated, and you know it's run by a bunch of you know sixty year old Japanese men who you know started this business making toys for thirty years. You know, so I guess I was just like imagining worst case scenario where it's again run by a sixty year old Japanese dude, but he's from like a much poopier company. We have like president of Konami like coming to. Oh God! Oh Konami, <laughs> we got. We'll talk about that next. Yeah. We'll talk about Konami a little bit. Um, but uh, apparently, back in the day, uh, before the Wii U launched, he thought it would fail because it was too similar to the Wii. Like he he had objections. I'm so happy that he had the common sense to acknowledge that. I mean, when that's not like, a, that's like, like nobody else did. Exactly. It's not like a major like, um, you know, light bulb moment. I bet he think. was also like. Hey guys, maybe we should call the new 3DS something else. Yeah, probably. And everyone's like, "Shut up, Kimishima." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna have to kill himself if he, if he brings great dishonor to the company. <laughs> it seems like that's the only thing you can do, right? Right. Uh, so Konami, we want to talk about Konami. So this past week, they announced that they're stopping all development on AAA games apart from their soccer game, what PES, Pro, pro Something, the greatest <laughs> game ever made. I don't know. So yeah, Konami no longer because and the reason is that um, their leadership feels like all the money is in uh, mobile mobile gaming. So they're gonna make like shitty free to play games and slot machines. <laughs> and literally slot machines, they make like yeah, they make fucking slot machines. Pachinko <laughs> machines, yeah. <laughs> literally, Konami makes makes slot machines. So like they're moving from games to insert money here. Yeah. Like methodology, like yeah. So I don't know what that means for the future of like Castlevania and Metal Gear and dead. Yeah, it's all dead. To they me. actually said the same. They said the same thing in the Nintendo article. 
that he's going to like continue to move into the mobile market. Oh, yeah, everyone's kind of moving into mobile. Well, but Nintendo- we can talk about that in a second. Yeah, but Nintendo is their approach. They've said they're going to try and you know be very careful of what they do. Konami has basically flat out said, "Listen, we made a shitty free to play game. It did really well, made a lot of money, and so we're going to do more of that. Oh. And we're not going to make you know triple A games." Um, With Nintendo, I just see it as like broadening their portfolio. Yeah, just exactly. like making that umbrella a little bit. I mean, wider. they have to get in that market at some point. So, mm-hmm. and it sounds like, from what I've heard, they're doing it carefully, which is good. Okay, you know what the world is ripe for right now? A return what? of Sega. <laughs> <laughs> return of Sega. That's what I think. You can't do this on Nintendo Genesis. Does. What Nintendo? <laughs> okay, so you want to talk about the next mobile Nintendo thing? Pokemon Go. Was Pokemon announced. Go. So what the hell is this? I kind of read about it, but I didn't fully understand. So um, the company that is making Pokemon Go, uh, I can't remember their name right now. Nintendo? Yeah. No. The company that's making Pokemon Go previously made a mobile game called Ingress, which I actually played when it first came out. Okay. It's an augmented reality mobile game where it uses like GPS tracking to kind of encourage you to play the game. And so, like, your phone would just be sitting, and it would go off, and it would tell you that, like, a, like a portal is opened up, and you have to close the portal, and just, like, random stuff like that. Oh, wow. But you have... It's based on where you are physically. And huh. um, it was a really cool shtick at the time. People that played it tend to get bored of it after a while. But yeah. it actually got really popular, and I could actually see, like, little kids running around playing Ingress and stuff like that. And um, so they are in charge of making Pokemon Go, which is a mobile game coming to us in like 2016, I think. And um, it's basically the same thing where it tracks where you are physically and it'll tell you like there's a Pokemon like 200 yards away in this direction and then you have to physically walk to that point and then you can battle that Pokemon and capture it. Okay. So it's like <laughs> augmented reality Pokemon. Uh, and the gameplay is it's just all about Pokemon battling. So it's, it's like classic yeah, Pokemon it's battling. Just like capture, trade, um, one thing that they announced is that there's going to be boss battles, which was actually really cool. Um, it's in the trailer. It just shows like hundreds of people fighting Mewtwo, which is of course not how it's going to turn out in real life because it's a promo trailer. Yeah. But, um, a lot of mobile games have that similar mechanic where like a big boss will appear and then, um, people like around the world have to unite to take it down. Yeah. So, I mean, that system looks pretty neat. Have you ever done one of those? Yeah. How, how do they work? Oh, like a, like just the boss battle thing? Yeah. Okay, so I had this um, Transformers game on my phone. Because why the fuck not? And, um, of course. Yeah. It was like a Transformers card game. And um, basically, there would be uh, um, regular events where everyone would team up against bosses. And the boss has like literally millions of hit points. Okay. And each individual might cause like 200 damage or something like that. So you have okay. to have a lot of people playing this game all at once, take a boss down, and it might have, like, a three-day limit. Like, you have to beat him in three days, or otherwise you don't get the prize. And can you, like, attack him more than once, or everybody has one shot? Um, It depends. <laughs> like, in my shitty Transformers game... Oh, you, you buy could, a token. <laughs> you could attack once, and then you could buy a token to attack again yeah. before, like, your day count is up. Stuff like that. Gotcha. So Okay. I can see using that concept, but actually making it fun. Like, definitely, like, a way smaller scale. Like, have it, like, a, like a World of Warcraft raid or something. 
I could see that. That would be pretty And who's to say, like, sick. this new Pokemon game won't do that? Like, maybe you have to be within, like, a certain physical radius to take on the boss. Yeah, that would be, cool. be awesome. Because yeah. then you would, like, run to this location and see 15 people with their phones trying to fight the same thing. Yeah. Let's make a video where I um, set out to do my Pokemon journey finally after 15 years. <laughs> You're, like, a little bit old to be going on your Pokemon yeah. journey, aren't you, Jared? <laughs> like, I'm just going to set out. That's going to be my new life, just playing this game. Pokemon as Go. <laughs> I want to make, like... My, my battles, like, flip my head backwards, like, do the whole pose and everything. It'd be so awesome. I want to make, like, Pokemon Go gang. You guys have to join my, my Go gang, and we're going to get, like, matching bandanas and shit. You have to, like, only be one element Pokemon. That would be hilarious. <laughs> we're the bird gang. Or, like, we can all only have, like, Zubats and Mucks, as is customary of Pokemon gangs. Or, no, we'll, screw being a gang, let's make a gym. Yeah, we oh, should be, fuck yeah. we should we be should the bird like, gym. <laughs> the bird gym. We'll sit in a physical location in Bellingham yeah. and advertise ourselves as a Pokemon gym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, like, that's what gets me excited about this game is just the potential for it to increase the interaction between players again. Yeah. Because it's totally dead now. Like, that was really big at, when, like, I was in elementary school and Red and Blue had first come out was, like, getting together on the playground and playing Pokemon. It's not a thing anymore. And like we've bitched about the lack of multiplayer in previous episodes plenty. And yeah. I just feel like Pokemon Go is a good opportunity for people to really come together again. For some good local multiplayer. In yeah. real life. Yeah. yeah. It's just could probably end up being a cash grab and not really uh, that fun. I guess we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. As long as it does better than like fucking Poke Pinball or some shit, then <laughs> it's on the right track, right? Like you can't make a Pokemon game and have that not profit. Yeah. Remember Pokemon Snap? Yes. <laughs> that was a tight game. This thing of beauty. <laughs> uh, I, man, it would have been so much better if they did augmented reality Pokemon Snap, though. <laughs> like, You're right, actually. That would have meant something or would have been... Ooh, no. they should that do that. So beautiful. You know, Nintendo should hire us. Yeah, really. Obviously. These, Jared, these ideas are all fucking gold. Jared will be like the idea man. <laughs> okay. Make them a billion dollar company, finally. <laughs> <laughs> The worst thing that ever happened to us this week. Jimmy Kimmel did a segment on a show on August like 28th or 27th. Yeah, late August. He made jokes about Let's Play people. Here's kind of like the intro to his bit. YouTube launched a new video network yesterday where you can watch other people play video games. For real, like the whole network, it's called uh, the... We should all be very ashamed of ourselves for failing as parents channel. <laughs> Actually, it's called YouTube Gaming, and uh, I don't get that. To me, you know, watching another person play video games is like going to a restaurant and having someone eat your food for you. Just if you like them, play them. But I guess I'm getting old. When I was a kid, you only watched other kids play video games when you ran out of quarters, and then you'd stand there. <laughs> but apparently, there's big money in this. Okay, so um, from there, he basically uh, introduced a little like fake commercial for um, people watching people watching people playing YouTube games. Like it was like you know different levels of yeah. people watching other people play games, um, and it was you know it wasn't a very funny bit, but it you know I, I actually I liked that little bit he just did you know the intro uh, comparing it to eating food and stuff that was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, this got a shit ton of backlash. Oh yeah. <laughs> That uh, how how many how many views does it have and how many um, 
how many people downvoted it. Like it was crazy. It, it was- had the highest like downvote to upvote ratio of any video that he's ever uploaded ever. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's not unexpected knowing how these people operate, but it's I just- think it's not unexpected considering that he's like attacking YouTube communities on YouTube. Like what the fuck? And then I got all these YouTube like downvotes. <laughs> like what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> he's done all sorts of stuff. That's way more. It was just a really random little couple jokes really yeah it's yeah. like boilerplate basically any late night person could have done those jokes because they weren't anything revolutionary because late night because other people had already done those jokes let's just point out for a second how his skit was like exactly that entire south park episode yeah the one with pewdiepie with carmen watching people watching games being oh played. yeah that's right yeah you're right that was just last year wasn't it <laughs> yeah so just totally uh you know innocuous jokes yeah that just uh Pissed people off. People get a little too angry about video games now and all that stuff. Just... We've talked about that much. Yes, they <laughs> yes, certainly yes, do. They, yes, they do. <laughs> it's almost like they must die for it. He, his, his one big was mistake was in not being familiar with how emotional the people that he was attacking were. I'm actually surprised by how, um, just because this was such an innocuous joke, how, how big of a reaction he got. I don't know. Yeah, you think there'd be a few more reasonable people? Like, put it in context. This guy <laughs> is hosting a late night show that's appealing to you know a demographic that isn't twelve years old. You know, apparently a huge portion of his demographic is young though because he lost a lot of viewers and oh, I don't think whatnot. he lost a lot of viewers. You know, here's the thing: people say, "Oh, I'm I'm never gonna buy this game because I hate this person," or "I'm never gonna watch this show," and that's bullshit. Because <laughs> every time this happens. The ratings bear out that actually his ratings go up because of the controversy. The dude's like 50 years old, too. I mean, right. the fact he's even making any comments about it at all in the first place, pretty telling that he you know, cares a little bit about younger culture stuff. Well, I mean, but... he cares a little bit. He cares just enough to spit on it in a very, like, curmudgeon old fashion. But that's the whole joke. Yeah. That's, that's part of his whole joke. And it was really he's... not offensive at all. He's like, for me, Let's Play used to be standing behind somebody at an arcade machine when I was out of quarters. That's the whole joke. I he's... actually yeah. agree with him because I hated Let's Play for a long time. In fact, I still am not super fond of it. I think the personalities behind these fucking Let's Play, like the big, really popular ones are just fucking horrible people. Well, I'm not really weighing in on whether I like Let's Plays or don't or whether like Jimmy Kimmel as a person is like good or bad or like whether he was justified in making the segment i just thought that the segment itself was weak oh yeah so the segment was weak but the reason we're talking about it is the because disproportionate backlash 90 right? percent yeah. of late night is that level of weak anyway here is jimmy kimmel uh the next week talking about the response this resulted in a hellstorm of anger i mean i got really literally i don't know probably ten thousand comments uh, a lot of them like this this one this guy said Bungie, jump off a cliff with a rope around your neck, you chipmunk degen F. Um, this uh, person said, get cancer, you effing cabbage. <laughs> I love the man cabbage. said, you filthy gorilla wanker turd nugget. <laughs> People wish me cancer, Parkinson's, AIDS, you name it. They wish it on me. And obviously, this is a passionate group of individuals, but... I wonder how many of those were jokes. Like, I like you know, they weren't actually angry. They were just... They all sound like jokes. I know. I, I was going to say... Your I... fucking cabbage is beautiful. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to use that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, D-Gen. I'm sure fuck. they picked the ones that were actually funny and not the ones that were, people were super serious. Like, oh, you're... All those of... nine-year-olds out there? Yeah. I bet there was a lot. That are just like... 
Oh, gosh. Actually, I read like, a lot of them. <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> then he did a segment, of course. This is the obvious next segment to do as a late night host, where he went and like hung out with two popular Let's Play hosts. Do you know their names? Um, Markiplier and Miss May? Miss May. Miss May. Like, Missy yeah. May. Yeah, that's it. Sounds like a porn name. It does. <laughs> like she would just, she would be like a weird dominatrixy porn star. Sure. I Here's get that Jimmy Kimmel could be a bit out of a touch since he's not familiar with this. Sorry, he's, re he's reading Missy May's tweet back to her right now in the segment. Scene, but why attack it? A user going by the name Mrs. May said. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, why attack it? Well, it's a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fucking that. point. <laughs> Yeah. I loved that. Like, all these people that are attacking him over his little tiny segment and getting, like, super heated about it. Like, you can't make fun of that. But he's made fun of so much more serious or poignant things in the past. So it's like, this is where we draw the line. They're such delicate little flowers. Oh, my they God. They are making jokes about, like, AIDS and cancer, but they don't want him to make a joke about Let's Plays. Hell, he's, he makes jokes about Syria and everything. And ISIS. I mean, Jesus Christ, these people They're have no like, But don't take Fucking talk about Dodger and PewDiePie like that. Right. See, the These are the weakest little fuckers in the world. I know. <laughs> the youngest generation of gamers. So, or uh, people in general, really. I can't believe that, you know, people are so thin-skinned that this was the thing they decided to... Uh, so much butter. It's like the worst thing that's happened to them, then, yeah. too. It's like, oh, no. Well, it's like people always get really emotional about the things that are closest to them. Like, they'll make jokes. Like, um, I know a girl who will make the most heinous, violent jokes, right? So talk about like just like killing babies and pulling people's eyes out and like yep. go like get murdered or something like that. She'll say yep. that really offhandedly. And then one time one of my dude friends made a molestation joke and she's like, don't you fucking talk about it like that. Oh, my God. So it's like people care about what is like close to them. Well, no, she sounds to me from your brief description like somebody who really wants attention really bad. <laughs> and so she says those kind of, you know, off the wall, you know, die and whatever things just to get attention. and then. When your friend made the molestation comment or joke or whatever, that she turned it around. Oh, now I can get attention this way. I'm telling you, these people are <laughs> fucking just like. Just I hate. Like, I hate people like being all pathological with like taboos. Like oh, everything's so taboo now. Well, the thing is, I think that you know, there's just certain things you just don't even make fun of or talk about. The president Obama said that of, of the recent um, on a college campus, there were people who wanted to stop reading some sort of old Greek work because of the rape of. Uh, can't pronounce her name persephone yeah persephone persephone thank and she's you. like kidnapped by hades and shit okay so persephone gets raped in this old greek myth blah 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 and so these this group at this college said oh you know this there needs to be a trigger warning and people need to know and blah 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 i love to see their reaction to oedipus <laughs> <laughs> so anyway even even obama was like listen you know you cannot you're there to learn trigger <laughs> you're there, warning you're there to be exposed to you know different things Guys, this is this is really triggering. But right I now. think that you know, I think that that's gone so far now that the backlash, it's going to go far the other way, where people are just backlashing against it all the time, and it's going to level out like everything does. I hope so because uh, the culture right now is really, really toxic I, on I, both sides. It is no, <laughs> but I think it's you know. Well, there isn't. Did you guys watch the newest South Park episode? No, it no. was about political correctness, and like there was like PC police and things like that. Really? And, yeah. So the entire episode was about um, how political correctness comes and goes in waves. Uh -huh. And there are these old guys like watching all these PC police roll around. And they're like, the last time this happened, it lasted six years. 
only five more years and 11 months left to go. <laughs> like, that's what, well, that's cool. Cause that's what I'm saying is that this is, this is just kind of like, you know, for a while it's going to be a big thing and it's going to go away again. I don't know. It's, a, it's, uh, we're living in a new era of social media. So we'll, we, we can, we have true. no, tr- we have no trends to like, well, fall back, like to, who knows pro- how long this jerk will go on. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, this is the first time it's really happened in this way, at least. Last Kimmel clip here. I forget what this one is. People watching your friends play games. And that's why when I do it, I like I... Oh, it's the Mark whatever guy yeah. explaining. I do charity events. I try to outreach. I go to conventions to meet my fans all the time. That, that's what makes it really special. And then you have sex with these people? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. How dare you, sir? I will bet a million dollars most of them absolutely do. <laughs> How dare you, sir? I fucking hate it when people online say, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you, good sir. Blah, blah, blah. How dare you? That's got what a fucking neck beard. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So that just He's the most clean shaven neck beard I've seen in a long time. Sometimes <laughs> your neck turd. beard is on the inside, Jared. That's true. Dude's a fucking turd nugget. <laughs> Jared really hated <laughs> this guy. Cabbage. I hate that guy, dude. It's a fucking couch. That's that's true. He's a fucking couch. Cabbage. Cabbage. Oh, I said he was couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a fucking cabbage. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Okay. That was a long bit on Kimmel. Man, though, I can't make any assumptions on whether like a dude like Markiplier would actually fuck his fans. But I'm saying that if he wanted to, he could be fucking drowning in trim. He could be drowning in ass. Absolutely. Beef. It's like <laughs> fucking ridiculous how many girls would just like throw themselves at him like tits first. Yep. If I had a ton of hot fans, I would have sex with them. Jared would just actually be drowning in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, why would I not have sex? Oh, oh, oh I'm, so, I'm so much. I'm just going to rise above this. Well, then, then, oh, there was a part during the segment where Jimmy Kimmel was basically trying to make them awkward. And he asked them, you know, do you have a boyfriend or girlfriend? And, and the Mark guy didn't have a girlfriend. He's like, oh, not right now. And then Kimmel turned like the girl, like really hopefully. is like, oh, no, I have a boyfriend. And then, oh, what about this guy? You know, so it was kind of funny. He seems, he strikes me as the kind of guy who, uh, She's such a like, stereotypical edge. gamer chick to like, oh, he's not, he doesn't really like uh, social media or, or YouTube or anything. So. I didn't, that didn't strike me as stereotypical. <laughs> just thing that... I know girls like that, but I've never associated it with like a gaming thing. Yeah. I don't know. You just really hated both these people. I really wanted them both to drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's our final thoughts on that? Just what, what's summing up? What you have to say, Alex? What's what's your summary of your thoughts on this? Um, when they explained why people like Let's Plays, that resonated because I watch Let's Plays. Yeah. And like, I watch them for a variety of reasons. Like, just in the past week, I've been living in an apartment by myself, and I've left the apartment like maybe two times. And um, I put Let's Plays on in the background just to like have noise in the apartment, uh-huh. or um, to like listen to commentary while I was doing dishes, just stuff like that. But I feel like a big part of it is just like um. It's just getting back to that whole trying to play video games with people thing. Like Jimmy Kimmel was talking about how the only time he would watch people play games was when he ran out of quarters. That doesn't explain why he was watching them, though, because he was no longer playing the game. So, like, why was he still standing at the machine watching some other kid have fun? It's for the exact same reason that all these kids today are watching Let's Plays. That's a very deep analysis. A little deeper than I'm going to go. Jared? Um, you, I just came here prepared with like a lot of you like really, you, you some, philosophical commentary. I know you, you do. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of what I can add to my explanation to make it sound a little better. Go ahead, Jared. I I've always thought let's plays are pretty lame. 
especially the the mega hit ones like those the people the personalities of the people who host that those things are just the ones who like make weird noises toxic and, and just yeah. well it's like that's why you cherry pick like, out the ones that don't do that it's yeah, like but shutting the ones an entire do medium the ones who the have like 100 ones. hits you know the ones <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the fucking boring ones like all right, guys, I'm just going to show you how to get to this certain thing and show you what it's all about. Yeah, that's the thing, though. That's like you go find that because if you say no to all of it, then you're saying no to like an entire medium, basically. That's like saying that you don't listen to music because you fucking hate Nicki Minaj. Wow, you're really, uh, you're really passionate. You, you really I've like Let's Play. I've been thinking Place. about this episode for like two weeks, y'all. I could. I could. Um, <laughs> did you send mean tweets to Kimmel over this? No, I did Jesus. not. <laughs> Oh, I did not. But like, are, are you want to call them a cabbage? I wish that. You know what? I wish that I had thought of that insult before whoever did, because that's a that's a proper gem that, right there. That is pretty good. Yeah. But it's like I call them a couch for this whole Fuck thing. Couch. I'm sitting in like this middle place where I fucking hate these people who are getting like all emotionally like riled up and like genuinely butt hurt and salty over what he said. Yeah. But I also didn't like the segment, and I thought that it was like weak and curmudgeony. So See, like, but, but hold on. There's there's two different reasons not to like the segment. Did you not like it because it wasn't funny, or did you not like it because you felt like he should not have made fun of it? I don't give a shit about whether he made fun okay, so, of it so or not. Okay, so you're just saying you just didn't like the segment because it wasn't funny. I didn't like the segment because it wasn't funny. His character was bad, and it wasn't very well informed. I don't care if he makes fun of Let's Plays because there are a lot of people who have done it well. Like I love the South Park episode that did it. But you can but say that about that every late night joke. It was perfectly well. Every informed. late night monologue. Go listen to a late night monologue. <laughs> then every- I guess I just don't like late night TV. I know. I'm saying every <laughs> late night show with a monologue at the beginning, all the jokes are the most like basic face value knowledge of the topic, um, just because they're appealing to a general audience. You know. Yeah. Then I guess I just didn't like that. I want to know how he wasn't well informed because he's making fun of people watching, you know, who watch video games. Because he was making fun of it from like. But that's what they're doing. I mean, he's perfectly informed. That's literally what they're doing. I don't know. Like, I guess what I meant by informed is that, like, obviously he can grasp the basic concept of it. But I wonder if he, like, he was informed after he talked to, like, Markiplier and Miss May because he actually went and asked people why they were watching the thing. But, like, before that, he wasn't because he didn't even bother asking for, like, an opposing perspective. Well, I bet he, like, fair, didn't even really watch. Like, they didn't really have an place. answer to that question, by the way. Pardon? No, they, they didn't. They didn't have an answer to that question. About why people watch them? Yeah. Markiplier said it. It's for like the sense of community and like the watching kids but he, play games together thing. <laughs> well, he didn't articulate it. He didn't articulate well. it very well. I'll admit that. He didn't that. articulate anything shit. very well. He didn't articulate anything very well. He's not famous for articulating things well. He's famous for yelling. Okay. <laughs> He's famous for getting really passionate about watching video games. His whole shtick is that he yells a lot. You know I've actually why seen some of his videos because like a lot of my friends are super wet for him and they're just like, you should watch this Mark Blair video, so I'll watch it. He's you, you a mean, screamer. You your friends who are females oh, yeah. think he's attractive. Here's oh, the, yeah. Here's the thing with Let's Plays, the popular ones, all right? It's just typical trite YouTube garbage fare. It's the same thing as you know people who do you know quick fire news with tons of jump cuts really excitedly and get a million views. Same fucking thing. They're just really, really fucking passionate. Oh my god! I'm just gonna raise my voice a lot and just yell, and that's what it, you know gets them hits. And fuck that! That's just annoying. I think it is too, which is why I don't watch them. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. I gotta back up. So you have friends? Yes, I do. What you have friends? How, how, I know. Number okay, one, what I the have fuck? Quote unquote friends. <laughs> I have people that I know over the internet sometimes. Gotcha. Okay. There we go. So, uh, oh, so you have friend, internet friends who are girls? Yeah. Who you, you know in real life? 
at all? Like at one you... point. Okay. Maybe okay. we met at a party or just like their friend of friend. Okay. Or... And, they're, and they're super wet for this guy. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> that I can say with like. Really? I, that I can definitely say. Here's the thing. Is it, be, no, hold, is it because he's, he's popular? Because I'm telling you that a popular guy is automatically like five times more attractive. Like it'll take most. him up a couple of numbers yes, on the number scale? absolutely. I can say that like from a non-fan perspective, yeah. I look at that dude and I'm like, seven. Really? He's a solid seven. Man, he strikes me as a potato, man. I thought Jimmy Kimmel looked damn good next to him. Dick. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't partake myself. <laughs> but it's it's the the humor and the charisma thing. They charisma? Dig it. Yeah. Oh my God. The charisma. Jesus. Okay. He's I need a divorce my wife and get back in the dating world because this is going to be fucking easy. We need to get back into the YouTube world because we are so charismatic. Charisma. And we're going to be huge. <laughs> it's a different kind of charisma. It's not my kind. Okay. But back when we did YouTube, it was all about scripted comedies. Remember that? I remember that. Oh, those are good times. Scripted comedies are still a big thing, aren't they? They are still a big thing. Or. Oh, man, are big. they? Here's the thing. People make fun of soap operas all the time. There's an audience for soap operas, and they like those soap operas. Doesn't mean the soap operas aren't crappy as shit. <laughs> 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 or that the people who watch them enjoy them legitimately. Uh, so if Jimmy Kimmel had made a joke about soap operas, which I'm sure everybody has at some point. Would he have 10 million views and 10,000 or whatever dislikes from Angry Housewives? <laughs> right. I don't uh, think so. Or people make fun of, they say, oh, re reality TV is really shitty. You know, it's a low effort thing that requires no blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. So our Let's Play. But I challenge anyone who hates reality TV to watch Twinning. I will say that, like, the thing that differentiates the situation from your comparisons is that he's making fun of something on the medium that thing is popularized on. So it's like if he made fun of soap operas on a soap opera channel, it would be a huge backlash. Or, like, if he made fun of like fucking no no <laughs> no youtube way. is everyone now everyone watches youtube everybody watches youtube everybody watches youtube but it's like not everyone comments or is active on youtube that's that's I just because like that not everyone's gonna want to make a google plus account. this didn't get shared <laughs> this didn't spread quickly because it was on youtube people weren't like on youtube and happened to see it or happened to be recommended it was that, probably reddit I, I guarantee you the majority of the hits came from probably facebook pages and all sorts of other stuff. I'm just saying that the fact that it was on YouTube isn't, in my mind, neither here nor there. I think that it just influenced the number of dislikes. Oh, okay. There's a passionate piece. That we're <laughs> I'm just saying that people need to be aware that the things they love are going to get made fun of in life. Especially when the things you love are shit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. With that, let's go into our top three. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die. 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 The top three list of the week. Jesus. God, that segment was long. It's really a shame that you guys will never know how great Jared's dance moves are. <laughs> Gotta get a webcam in here. Stream Jared's we're going to talk about our top three uh, unexpected Steam finds of all time. So games that we found on Steam that, you know, we weren't necessarily looking for. I'm going to so start. Jira's going to start. Go for it. Because I'm not super confident. Okay. If you guys have ever seen my Steam library, which you probably haven't because it's on my computer. 
She <laughs> 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 just ended the episode right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I don't really have much more than Skyrim on there, and that's about ninety-five percent of what I've actually been playing. You know, lifetime on Steam. So, <laughs> um, my number one though would be Crusader Kings Two, because I wasn't really. I didn't know what I was going into with that. It was on sale one day. I was like, man, I'll try this out. And it was pretty goddamn legit. Yeah, you got super into that. I'm still kind of into it. Um, you can like, uh, you can play as a count or you can play as an emperor. I mean, you can do anything in that game. <laughs> I was kind of curious to see like how many of the games that are on our list made it to our list because they were on sale. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, <laughs> that's kind of how I found a lot of the games on my list because yeah, they were exactly. on sale. So I was like, oh, this looks... Interesting. I'll try it for you know five bucks or whatever. On to, but on to your number two. My number two game is uh, Deus Ex: uh, Human Revolution, because Ben gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably a good, at least half your Steam library are gifts from from me. From ben. I've always tried to get you to play. Different I had games. never even heard of this game, so I mean, I didn't know what to you know, what to expect going into it, but I, I, I enjoyed it very well. Mm-hmm. I don't actually usually play that sort of game. Yeah, actually, I was surprised that. that was the one game I've gifted you that you've played through. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like a very Jarity game. No. I, I beat it <laughs> just fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I like Mass Effect quite a bit. Did you play through it in like more of like a sneaky hacker sense? No. I played through it. I, I always go guns, guns blazing. Guns blazing. Of course he does. That's always my style in shooter <laughs> games. Mass Effect, I always have the uh, machine gun thing or whatever. The Did assault. you get like the super augmented strength so you could just beat the shit out of people? <laughs> no, I never use melee. I always do ranged. Yes, <laughs> um, he, has, he, has, he has a very strict code of. Sounds like it. Great code well, of I just don't enjoy melee in that sort of game, <laughs> or sniping. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, my last game. Uh, I don't really have one. I'm just gonna go with uh, Terradol. I mean, not not Ter- uh, Terraria. 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 I don't know. I say it Terraria, Terraria, but I've never heard it said um, aloud. So yeah, it's pretty popular. I mean, I got, I got some enjoyment out of it. <laughs> Game. I'm still playing it. <laughs> um, several months it. later, several times a week. Okay, Alex. Um, so my list is a little bit difficult to come up with. First one I'm gonna mention is Risk of Rain. Have you guys ever heard that? Risk of Rain. No. It's no. Rogue-like 2D platformy kind of game, and um. So death is permanent, and you play like a little tiny astronaut, and you just like go through these levels collecting upgrades and weapons and fighting monsters uh-huh. and just trying to get from point A to point B. But um, one of the little shticks about it is that um, the more time you spend in a level, the harder and like more numerous the monsters become, okay. which I didn't know at first. Oh, and I'm the okay. kind of player that will explore every nook and cranny and try to like do all the side quests, find all the <laughs> upgrades, open all the chests. So I could not get past the first level for oh. such a fucking long time because I'm like, why is the first level so fucking hard? That's kind and of it's like because, Ultima like, Exodus. Yeah. It was just more more and more monsters kept on spawning until I was drowning in them. And I was like, ah! <laughs> So it was really enjoyable and um, got a few days worth of uh, playtime out of that. And again, it was free. So nice. <laughs> um, number two for me, there's another one that was gifted to me. It's called Bunny Must Die. Bunny Must Die. Okay. Bunny Must Die. And it's um 2D platformer and it's like really old school. Like think of um it kind of reminded me of like Metal Slug, but you instead of playing a 
hardened warrior, you play a tiny girl in a bunny costume. And Wait, Metal Slug, that was the the two D like kind of contra. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I never would have played that game without Steam. Be- firstly, because I haven't really enjoyed that genre in yeah. like ten years. It's been like ten years since I really played a game like that and gotten super into it. Um, but my number one game that I discovered only through Steam, and this was not gifted to me, was Psychonauts. Okay, I've heard of this one. This was is this kind of a MOBA? No, it's a really oh, old. Oh, that's awesome! 3D... Psychonauts, I've heard of. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychonauts is a really old school 3D platformer that came out. I think it was like um, like fucking PS one, maybe PS two. Okay. But um, it was really it was like a cult classic. It appealed very strongly to like a very small niche, and um, so I didn't hear about it when I was a kiddo because it wasn't the thing that everyone on the playground was talking about, right? Right. So I didn't play it, didn't know anything about it. And then I was just dinking around in the Steam store and exploring 3D platformers. And I saw Psychonauts and I played that. And that's one of my all time favorite um, 3D platforming games. Oh, wow. So uh, what do you like? Very about? good stuff. Um, the story is really interesting because yeah. the game takes place in a uh, like a camp for psychics. Okay. So like you can dive into people's minds and use telekinesis and shit like that. And all of the levels take place inside people's heads. So all the level design is really fucked up. And um, you basically fight bad memories and feelings and stuff like that inside their head. But um, it has a really dark sense of humor and really good voice acting. Uh, was this a remake you played or just a, a port of the original version? I think it was just a port. The graphics okay. aren't anything special. They're huh. actually pretty shitty on Steam. But, um, and the huh. controls are kind of weird. Because it wasn't designed for a PC, I think, but it was a really good time, and you guys should play it if you haven't heard of it. Psychonauts. Yeah, Psychonauts. Okay. Well, my top three start with Hitman Blood Money. It's a. It was a popular game when it was released. I just never played it, and I saw it on Steam one day, um, and like you said, it was cheap, so I I bought it and tried yeah. it. Oh well, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. I put so many hours into that game. Like the things you can do in this game. For example, like there's a there's a stage where you're supposed to uh, assassinate um, like an opera singer guy or an actor guy who's on stage, and you have like a billion different ways to do it. Like you can sneak into his uh, dressing room and replace the fake gun that he gets shot with with a real gun. Oh, cool! You, can, you know, have crap fall on him on the stage. You can you know all sorts of stuff. It's like a sandbox for like different ways to kill people, um, and, it, and it turned me on to the rest of the Hitman series. So I really I really like that. Next up for me is FTL because I uh, I don't know if I, how much I would have known about it if I hadn't seen it on the Steam front page constantly. Mm-hmm. I think I eventually bought it at full price, but um, and that turned out to be one of my favorites of all time. I feel like those kinds of games just don't sell very well outside of Steam too. Like you wouldn't bother buying something like that for like Xbox One or something, right? Right, so. exactly. Yeah, and so that's really the the cool thing about Steam is that it exposes those titles to you know so you can actually find them. Um, you guys like FTL? No. Yeah, but I think I've um discussed in previous episodes how it gave me like massive anxiety and oh, like yeah. the, in like the best of ways, where I'm just <laughs> right. like sitting there panicking and progressively getting worse at it. I love that game. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Finally, I found Trine One and Two, and Trine is a for a number of years there. Um, like every indie dev was making a 2D physics based platformer. Like it was like the game that got made. 100 times over. Um, Trying, though, 1 and 2, which I picked up on a sale, 
together um, were really, really good. Like they were just solid ass games. Like you just uh, you could switch between one of three different characters uh, at will, and then you know like the wizard could control boxes and move them and stuff in a certain different way. And anyway, it's just a very uh, very polished game. Would not have played it in a million years if I hadn't. I hadn't even really heard of it until you mentioned it earlier today. Yeah. And I went and like looked up the gameplay footage. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that they were making stuff like this pretty and smooth independently back then. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I it, it's a pretty impressive game. And eventually they got ported to, uh, I believe, consoles. And all, like all on the market? Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my top three. All right. All right. So uh, to wrap things up here. Let's talk about what we've been playing. What you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What you been playing, bro? Okay, answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first, Jared, or should I? Um, go go for it. Okay. Um, so I got a bunch of games recently, um, a lot of them for free. And then I also just went on like an irresponsible spending binge. Nice. Um, cause I'm Appreciate like, that. my last paycheck of the summer. Woo! And then I just like <laughs> put like a good fifth of that towards do video game stuff. Shouldn't have done. But, um, one of the games that I got, um, that I haven't mentioned previously was Unholy Heights. Have you okay. guys ever heard of that? No, no. It's a management game mixed with a tower Kind of. It's I, it's really hard to categorize. What do you mean by management? Like um, when you have like a ho- like you're a manager of a oh, hotel oh, yeah, or a yeah, cafe okay. or something like that, yeah. right? Um, so the only way that I can really properly categorize it is if I just I can't. I gotta explain it. Um, you are the devil and you own an apartment complex <laughs> where like little demons and mythical creatures can come live. Yeah. And so it's a management game in that you have to control their rent. Like, you can control how much you charge each individual. You have to kick out demons that aren't paying their rent on time. There's that aspect to it. But alongside that, there's also this... The game is a comedy. Don't know if you can tell just from the way that I said yeah, it. But it's really like it. funny. The other half of this game is defending your apartment complex from adventurers. And the adventurers are designed to look like really stereotypical RPG adventurers. So, like, you're fighting off the main characters of other games pretty much. Okay. So they will like come and try to raid your apartment to either kill you, the devil, or to just like take your gold and run away. And um, okay, so they're, they're coming to get you because you're the devil. Yeah, so that, that's why it makes sense. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. Like you're you're the big boss at the end of the game right. that okay. you're trying to kill. Okay, gotcha. So um, all these adventurers will come like raid your apartment complex, and you have to defend the apartment complex by knocking on the doors of the tenants, and they will poke their heads out and start doing battle with the adventurers. Okay. So it's adorable. Like, um, all of the tenants have different abilities, like different number of like speed, range, attack, defense, stuff like that. So yeah. you kind of coordinate where they are in the building with what they're best at. And um, so there's, there's like a lot of elements of strategy involved. Usually in video games, the enemies are weaker, like noticeably weaker than like your characters, right? Yeah. Not that way in this game. They're about on par with your monsters, if not slightly stronger, each adventure. And sometimes they'll come in groups of like five. So I got all attached to my tenants and they all have names and they can make families and produce babies, which will then grow up and like live in different houses. But then my first wave of adventures came 
and absolutely like demolished the entire first floor of my <laughs> complex. So there's just like fucking death and destruction and bodies everywhere. And like the little skeleton family died, babies and all. And like it was, I didn't anticipate that. <laughs> <laughs> so a little like, sad. No! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I failed you. You trusted me. And I failed you. Right. That's exactly how I <laughs> felt. <Yep. laughs> it was like crying Alfred. That sounds like the old uh, Dungeon Keeper series. You ever play that? Or yeah, that? I love Dungeon Keeper. That almost made it to my list the other week when yeah. we were talking about like our favorite old PC games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was another, there was a newer one. Um, it wasn't by the same people, but there was a game called Evil Genius. You ever played that? No, I haven't even heard of it. Okay. No. This is a game that I, it's a game that I found only because of um, GOG.com, goodoldgames.com. You're like a classic, you know, kind of James Bond villain sort of genius. You have to build like your super secret lair and you have like, you know, different minions and stuff, different types of minions and you got to build traps in your lair because occasionally fucking um, secret agent will come. Different types of secret agents will come and try and just fuck up your shit. Mm -hmm. And they're super hard to deal with. Like, <laughs> you have to have a, a plan and a really good set of defenses. Like, I mean, you know, spike floors and fire shooting walls and stuff. And it sounds like a lot kind of a similar thing and it's super good game but really hard yeah i love games like that yeah. where you end up playing as the villain that's totally a cheap and easy way to hook me into a game <laughs> nice <laughs> nice yeah so you should try evil genius sometime sure jared uh i've been playing nothing but star wars old republic nice weeks. well you've been playing the expansion <clears throat> right expansion uh He's playing before the expansion. It's dropping on oh. October 27th. Oh, gotcha. He, he's going to be done playing after the expansion comes out. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I started the guild, so I probably won't be done by then. Hopefully. I don't know. I have like 100 people in the guild now. Nice. Nice. How did you even find all those people? I I paid transferred to the most populated server, the Harbinger. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not too excited about the expansion. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. It's not good. They're simplifying stuff. Yeah, you know how you can gear your companions like with the same gear as you you wear. Your really? companions being the, the kind of like your almost NPC party members. They act like. I mean, they're, yeah. they're really they're much better than like World of Warcraft pets because they can be comparable to you. Yeah, for the most part. Nice. Um, yeah. Now they're taking away all like gear benefits from them, and they're just gonna make them just scale to your level. Oh, that's fucking weak. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they're going to be all multi-purpose. Like, there's certain companions that heal, certain that tank, certain that only do DPS. Um, now they're all going to be able to do all. So they're just totally Jeez. falling prey to that simplification thing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, we don't want, players don't have to think about what their companions are wearing. That's too much to put on them. All right, this is going really long. Let's get to yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lately, I've not played much, um, but I did finally order the uh, rare replay collection that I've been talking about. Oh, nice. So is that going to show up in Jared? It's here. Or? It's right there. Oh, nice. It's been here for three days. Oh, and I have not... my God. For the past three days, instead of playing that, I've been playing uh, Be a Father to a 17-month-year-old who wants to chase you around the house. Oh, so. That's adult life. Yeah. You buy games and you're like, I can't wait to play this one day. <laughs> yeah, someday. Maybe when I get my extra power supply so I can move my Xbox One out here. <laughs> <laughs> At 17, aren't you at the... At the time yet where you stop counting the age by months? No, it's usually like two years they stop counting it by months. Yeah, that's what the douchebags do. Don't 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 be like them. I, I it's it's an accurate description. Jared is it, like a middle aged soccer mom. They change so much from month to month. It's not even like 
See, he continues to sound like a middle-aged soccer mom. <laughs> I'm a soccer dad. Fuck. <laughs> a masculine voice. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. We got to get the fuck out of here. All right. Bounce. Goodbye. Bounce.